Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, I may never hear out of my left ear again, and uh, I had such a fun weekend that I may not care. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We do this each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on ESPN Missoula and around the great state of Montana on television as well. You want to listen in? You can stream the show anywhere in the whole world, 24 hours a day. You can stream ESPN Radio 24 hours a day. Just go to 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab, and there you'll find the stream. The stream uh, hosted there by ESPN Missoula, and uh, you can listen to anything that's on ESPN Radio, including including this show, on your mobile device, your computer, your tablet, uh, anything that has internet availability. You want to check us out on YouTube? Please do. We have a great YouTube video uh, giveaway coming up. I haven't decided the full-on details, but we're going to get you those here in about a couple weeks once September rolls around. But we have a bunch of fun stuff to give away. So please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, N-U-A-N-E-Z. We'll get you there. And uh, fun watching all those subscription numbers go up. But Tommy's got some cool graphics and some ticker tape and all that stuff rolling on the YouTube channel. So please go on uh, over there and uh, give us a little click just on the subscribe button. Then you'll get the full alerts for Nuanas Now each and every day. Get things started out with the Montana Football Hour. We're going to do this the first hour of the show each Monday, recapping once the season starts, all of the action from the weekend. Still a lot of preview stuff today, but this is a basically exclusively football show today. I just got back from Grizz practice. My face is probably a little red. Didn't bring a hat or sunscreen today. You think I'd figure this out by now, but doing this is my 16th season doing this, and I still can't figure it out. So uh, that's shame on me, not shame on you. But we got all sorts of fun stuff to get to. Brooks Nuanas. SkylineSportsMT.com. I'm going to join us right off the top here to talk all things Bobcat football. He hit up, he hit up three practices in Bozeman last week. I'll be heading to Bozeman Wednesday night after this show. So Thursday, we'll come to you live from Bozeman. Got a couple special guests lined up over there. And they'll be back in the saddle on Friday. So we'll have shows all week long. I'll be in a different location. That's not of really no consequence to you, except for you might not see me on the TV. But Brooks will join us here in about two minutes. 
Uh, we're also here from Zach Cruz as part of our Montana Football Hour. Zach Cruz, one of the top prospects in the state of Montana, a Missoula Sentinel senior, and the most recent commitment to the Montana Grizzlies. Zach gave his pledge to the Grizz uh, over the weekend, and then Sentinel got uh, started with fall camp and subsequently the defense of their uh, Class AA state title. So caught up with Zach a little earlier today. We'll wrap up the football hour with a couple thoughts from Bobby Houck from actually last Friday's practice. And uh, hour number two, excited for this. He's been on hiatus. He's been living it up for the summer before he gets super busy. But Riley Corcoran back in the chair, voice of the Grizz, going to swing by. He'll be coming straight from practice. So I know he'll have tons of impressions and thoughts about the Grizz. Also some thoughts and uh, some questions about the Bobcats. And uh, then we're also going to do a little Big Sky breakdown as well. We're going to continue our preview of schools from across the Big Sky Conference. Today, about 5.30, we're going to touch on UC Davis. We'll hear from Dan Hawkins, UC Davis head coach. And uh, Davis, to me, is a little bit of a mystery. They participated in the spring. They did pretty well. But what what's on the horizon for Davis? Dan Hawkins, one of the premier coaches in the Big Sky, at least in name recognition. He got Davis to the Big Sky title a couple years ago. They had a down year in 2019, even though they were among the favorite teams in the league, uh, with a great quarterback, Jake Mayer, leading the way. But Mayer's uh, senior season finished with a losing record. Tim Plough, the offensive coordinator at Davis, left during the offseason to go to Boise State. So where are we at with UC Davis? We'll get some thoughts from Hawk and uh, also some analysis from myself and Riley Corcoran as well in hour number two. So excited for that, excited for a football-heavy show. Why can't I hear out of my left ear? Well, it's a confluence of events. I'm actually fine. I, my, my ears have been ringing a little bit uh, today only because I had so much fun over the weekend. Friday, I knew I was going to have a long weekend uh, filled with hanging out at Washington Grizzly Stadium and the Kettle House Amphitheater. So I hit up one of my spin classes. I got put in the uh, front right hand, front left hand corner, excuse me. The speaker was right there. But that was only a preview for what was really loud. And that was Guns N' Roses Friday night from Washington Grizz. Uh, I went in with tepid expectations to be sure. I thought it would be okay. I didn't know if they would still have it some 30 years later uh, after the drop of Appetite for the Destruction. One of the great debut albums of all time. But, man, Guns N' Roses ripped. I thought Axl Rose was pretty good. I thought Slash and Duff were outstanding. It was one of the best live shows I've seen just in terms of production value, the stadium rock element of it, and just because I was pleasantly surprised. I went in with almost no expectations and left uh, thinking, man, those guys can still absolutely rock. So fun time at Washington Grizz Friday night. Uh, the only bad parts were the logistics of uh, the consumption portion of the show, which actually turned out to be a good thing because uh, Tommy and I were there. Uh, we only stood in the beer line one time because it took like half the show to get <laughs> to get one. So we're like, nah, we're not going to do that anymore. Uh, so kind of just hung out in our seats, but it was fun hanging out with Tommy and a bunch of other people from Missoula Broadcasting Company there at Guns N' Roses. And so then I woke up feeling chipper on Saturday. So did some work, got uh, all my chores done and headed out to the Kettle House Amphitheater. Check out Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. That was an exceptional show as well. They love Missoula. They love to rock it in Missoula. So uh, definitely super fun. More on the concerts a little bit later because I know Riley Corcoran was also at Guns N' Roses. And so we'll talk to him a little bit about that. Maybe get some of Tommy's feedback in hour number two as well. But right now, uh, we got to get to Brooks Nuanas, the Montana Football Hour, presented this week by Skyline Sports, SkylineSportsMT.com. Go check them out. We get the Montana Football Hour kicked off with our guy, our insider, my business partner, my brother, my best friend, Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com. He's been joining us Mondays or Tuesdays all summer long. We've been talking a ton of NFL, a ton of NBA, and those are definitely fun and uh, definitely things that we like to think that we're experts in. But now it's wheelhouse time. We are less than three weeks away from kickoff of college football at the Big Sky level across the state of Montana. Montana opens September 4th at Washington. Montana State opens September 4th at Wyoming. We can smell it. We can taste it. And now I've seen the Grizz practice live five times. Brooks has seen the Bobcats practice live a couple times. So let's just start there, Brooks. First of all, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, you got to hit up Bobcat practice a couple times last week. What were some of your impressions? Yeah, I've been four times now. Um, I kind of missed the beginning coming off a of vacation of some of the non-padded stuff, where they're just in helmets. Um, a little bit of a strategy there because it really starts to get going after that. Um, impressions are really the Bobcats are in amazing uh, physical condition. Really impressed with some of the body, where the bodies look, um, but overall just the conditioning and effort level of guys. You know, not no one's getting burned out too early. Um, quite a bit of effort and pursuit to the football. Et cetera, et cetera. So uh, physical condition was definitely something that 
that popped off the page. And then also, you know, I was really impressed with a lot of young guys. So I saw a bunch of freshmen when I was looking at rosters, like, you know, who replaced this number? And, and a bunch of guys that are true freshmen that were actually playing the part, you know, of, of, a, of a, a player that could contribute early on a Montana State team that looks to, you know, has quite high expectations. Um, you know, they're finishing in the top 10 nationally in almost every single poll. Um, you know, right up there in the top of the Big Side Conference. I thought the vote was a little interesting the way the media went about it. Uh, as far as Big Sky goes, I think Montana State finished fourth. But overall, I know we had Montana State quite high, and those expectations look to be, uh, you know, like they'll at least, at least meet them. Uh, we'll see if they can exceed. Skyline Sports, our preseason poll, we did vote Montana State number one. Uh, I think that they have the most talent in the league. And I also think that although the Big Sky has this reputation as a quarterback-driven conference, which it certainly has been in the past, the dynamic of the league has changed quite a bit because, you know, for all of the the narrative that was built by guys like John Freeze and Doug Nussmeyer and Jamie Martin and then all the way through guys like Dave Dickinson and Drew Miller and John Edwards and then all the great Eastern quarterbacks from Josh Blankenship all the way through Gage Gubrud with Vernon Adams and Bo Levi-Mitchell and Matt Nichols and Eric Meyer and everybody in between, there has been great quarterbacks in this league. If you really look at the league, though, Kevin Thompson led Sacramento State to a share of the lead title back in 2019. But other than that, the best quarterbacks in the league over the last five years, Dakota Prukop at Montana State, uh, um, Case Cookus at Northern Arizona, uh, Kyle Slaughter at Northern Colorado. None of those guys were on league championship teams or hardly even playoff teams. So Eastern still has the formula of getting it done with the quarterback. There are still some great quarterbacks in this league. But to me, the defining factor when it comes to uh, winning in the Big Sky Conference is old school football, which is a sort of full circle return for the league. Great play on the offensive line, great play in your defense, especially in the front seven, is essential. And I think Montana State has definitively the best offensive line in the conference. I think they have among, if not the best defensive front sevens in the conference. So that's kind of like where we had Montana State. So what do you think of just that overall evolution of the league, though, Brooks? Because even though there's still going to be lofty point totals and, and offense rules the day in college football pretty much across the board, the teams that are expected to be the best teams in the league, Weber State, Montana State, and Montana, are expected to be that because of the defense that they play, not because of the offense that they run. Yeah, you know, I love that. You know, me, it's my style of football. I love teams that can run the football, um, be versatile on offense. But on defense, you know, high-pressure defenses, um, defenses that attack the ball, run to the football, uh, create turnovers. I love that kind of stuff, so I'm happy that the league is – started to kind of trend that way um, just from a personal perspective. But it is interesting because we talk a lot about in the West, uh, a lot of, you know, there's only three Division One conferences, not unless Pac-12 and the, the Big Sky Conference. And as you look at the, the quarterback layout of such a large footprint in the West United States, there's a lot of quarterbacks, and everyone wants to start. So you'd think that there'd be a lot of quarterback-driven football, uh, a lot of throwing the, the, the ball all over the yard, but it seems to not have been that way. A lot of people, I think, you know, it's a copycat sport, sports in general, but this – college sports too, especially league-wide uh, or copycat leagues. Um, you do you chase down what is you know the, the cream of the crop, and that has been Weber State the last couple of years. Montana's had its time. Montana State has had its time um, right there at the top. Eastern Washington, again, they use that different formula, uh, but they are currently, as it stands, a little bit of an outlier uh, with one of the best quarterbacks in the country and Eric Berrier. Other teams are going to do it with, de- with defense, and I love that. Brooks Nuana is joining us here on Nuana's Now. It's the Montana Football Hour. We do this for the first hour of every Monday show, and we will for the duration of the next four months. Can't wait for football to be back. It already is back, and it's been uh, awesome. Coming up on the Montana Football Hour here in about 20 minutes, Zach Cruz, Missoula Sentinel product, recent commit to the University of Montana. He's the fifth in-state guy and the seventh commitment overall, whereas Montana State, not very many uh, commitments on their side of things. They did get uh, the, the big... Uh, offensive lineman out of Red Lodge, but that's the only in-state commit for the Bobcats, whereas Bobby Houck's got commitments from Caden Hewitt and Marcus Evans of Helena High, Zach Cruz from Missoula Sentinel, Patrick Rohrbach, a kicker out of Cowspell Glacier. Um, so Montana d- doing good work uh, when it comes to recruiting in-state already. Uh, is there anything to that, Brooks? And what do you think of just the, the commitments of two big-time guys in the state when it comes to Caden Hewitt, the quarterback from Helena, and Zach Cruz, one of the best all-round athletes in Montana? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's always been the goal of these two programs. Montana, Montana State are going to be Montana player driven. I mean, always, you know, if there's at least the top half of the, of the starting lineups are 
are going to start looking like a Montana kids through and through. At least when they've had success, that's what they've that's what they've reflected. I don't. I wouldn't put too much stock in it as far as Brent Vegan at Montana State. It's quite new to the to the scene. We'll see how, how that progresses throughout the season. I mean, I, Bobby Houck knows this state so well. He knows how I, how to identify Montana talent in the recruiting because it is different than identifying a lot of other larger market talent. You're going to see frames rather than filled out bodies and being able to project guys down the line. A guy like Zach Cruz, beautiful big frame, a, a, a guy that you could see putting on a ton of weight and putting his hand in the dirt. I think they want him to play defensive line. Some of those are a little bit low-hanging fruit, but other guys, especially on the offensive line, you have to project some of the their future body types, and I think Bobby Houck's been you know, quite good at that throughout his entire career. So still early, but you know the Grizz are definitely um, – taking it home as far as Montana in-state recruiting, which is, again, a very positive thing for, for either Montana school, but the Grizz are doing it right. I'd be very remiss to not mention Tyson Rostad, Hamilton product, quarterback and safety, who's also committed. That was, that's the fifth one uh, for Montana. So far, they also have commitments from Eli Gilman, who's a uh, Minnesota Player of the Year as a running back, and they also have a commitment from Sam Alford, the younger brother of Eli Alford, uh, who's from Park City, Utah. One thing to mention, too, in terms of just the, the way that the logistics of this all work, uh, the, the kid from Southern California, Jordan Reed, the quarterback, who's a late commitment to Montana State, he's going to gray shirt this year but that basically is taking up the quarterback scholarship for this upcoming class of 2022. So uh, maybe that had an impact on Caden Hewitt then going uh, to the Grizzlies rather than the Bobcats. So there is always uh, some details here. We'll continue to break down uh, the in-state recruiting battle as it continues to play out. But Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com, joining us here on the Montana Football Hour. Uh, so you gave us some broad strokes impressions of the Cats, Brooks. And I know that uh, the... The element of physical conditioning is certainly apparent at both schools, both programs. I think the guys look big, strong, and fast. They look jacked up. You can definitely tell that they've spent uh, an, an exceptionally extra amount of time in the weight room because they've had so much time off. Uh, but just in terms of the details of the practices, how does this compare and contrast? I mean, you've been to a lot of practices conducted by Jeff Choate and his staff. How does this one look? Because there are some holdover assistants, but a new head coach, a new coordinator. So just stylistically, what were the biggest differences? It is a touch different. Um, they did a lot of things the same. They, they, there's a lot of parts of new age football that have changed so much in the last handful of years. And a lot of it, as we talk about extensively, Colter, is probably for the good. Um, but we, you know, miss some of the throwback, grind it out, two days, three days, some of the really interesting parts of what football was kind of built on. A lot of that's changed. So I, I saw a lot of crossover drills. You know, you're seeing, you know, linemen doing bag drills, and then the DBs are doing those same bag drills. You're, you're talking about circuit work. Individual work was a little bit, was, was similar, but a little bit different just being offensively with, you know, a new wide receivers coach and Justin Udi, a new offensive coordinator, Taylor House, right? So some of the offensive drills were a little bit different, you know, just a different style of, of working the receivers, getting the ball to them, uh, quarterback, running backs, co-op style drills. Defensively, a lot of similar stuff. Freddie Banks has definitely put his his fingerprints all over the defense, a much different style, system of defense. But overall, Kyle Reisinger is still working with safeties in the secondary. Uh, Bobby Daly still working with linebackers. That kind of look of those two really important pieces to most every defense, but especially in Montana, Montana State. Montana State's hung their hat on linebackers for a long time, um, as most schools in Montana have to because of the body type that you get in the state of Montana really fits that position, as well as the grit and the leadership. Bobby Daly has his hands all over the defense as well. You see Troy Anderson back at middle linebacker, which is really interesting to watch him play defense only. So defensively a little bit similar, um, offensively a little bit different. Special teams-wise, definitely different with no special teams coordinator in place. So Brent Vegan kind of using a by-committee approach to the special teams after B.J. Robertson's departure. So the special teams was different. Um, I, drills I had seen but not seen at Montana State for a long time. Um, so, yeah, the tempo was – it's just changed. And and that's the idea of the energy Jeff Choate brings. He's coaching DBs. He's coaching quarterbacks. He's coaching running backs. He's screaming. He's yelling. He's grabbing guys by the helmet. He's blowing the whistle. That's not Brett Vegan. So that's a whole different thing there to watch a coach walk around and be a little bit more of a CEO. Kind of reminds me of a little bit more of the Rob Ash days. Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com, joining us here on the Montana Football Hour, which is presented today by SkylineSportsMT.com. Go check out SkylineSportsMT for all of your best in Big Sky Conference coverage. Speaking of Troy Anderson, I had a story about him, so you can uh, 
check that out. Just posted that one yesterday. Sort of just an update of uh, the year and a half that it was for Troy and just some feedback from people around the league. Brooks and I always do uh, an annual series, Bobcats by the Numbers, Grizzlies by the Numbers, where we just do quick hitting little comments about every single guy on the roster. We just go 0 through 99, which, by the way, 0 now an approved number in the NCAA. So there's uh, the first ever number 0 at Montana State. Two of them, Cam Gardner, a senior, uh, excuse me, a sophomore wide receiver transfer from the University of Utah, and Tyrell Thomas, a senior cornerback. Those will be the number zeros for the Bobcats. Number zero for the Grizz, Omar Hicks Anu, who's a defensive back transfer from uh, Oregon State. So, uh, Brooks, we're not going to do the whole Bobcats by the numbers, obviously. We don't have time for that here uh, on Nuanas now, but I just want to go through the roster and just uh, get, do a couple quick hitters, just guys that people are a little bit uh, curious about as far as new players at MSU. I know you, you made a comment that you thought Nate Stewart, the grad transfer receiver from Akron, was a dude, a guy that, that could definitely play. So, both him and Cam Gardner, the receiver from Utah, a couple transfer receivers. Did you get a chance to see Cam Gardner at all? I did, yeah. He's wearing number zero. Easy to, easy to see. Um, I am not a fan of number zero. Uh, Cam Gardner, though, is a good player. Um, I do not understand why you'd ever wear number zero. It seems like an odd number in a football game. Nonetheless, I, I, I digress. Cam Gardner, uh, smaller receiver, seems more like a slot guy. Uh, interesting, good player. Uh, definitely can tell he's experienced. And Nate Stewart, it uh, seems like he's a sort of a big body, a guy that... Uh can make plays over the middle. He's a guy that's very productive. 75 catches over 1,100 yards during his career at Akron. So just your thoughts on him. Oh, he's a, he's a beast, man. I mean, pops instantly. Like you, you look over 90 guys and you say, who's that guy? He's one of the top five guys. And who's that guy? He's just really, I mean, football helmet and cleats are, he's all 6'3", 6'4", 205, 210. I mean, great looking athlete. Play looks the part. Also has great hands. A lot of leadership. Pretty vocal as well as a pretty uh, confident guy. So I, I liked everything about that. Stewart, especially jumped off the page instantly. Couple safeties that are expected to have elevated roles. That was one of my primary storylines coming into fall camp at Montana State. Was how do you replace the safety trio of Jacque Allen and? Brayden Conkle and JoJo Henderson. They brought in a couple guys that looked the part for sure. Jeffrey Manning, a guy out of Oregon State, a transfer who's been on campus since the winter of 2000, as well as Trey Webb, a guy who was an All-Mountain West player at San Jose State last fall. Uh, he's a graduate transfer as well. Those guys played alongside Ty Okada, who's one of the guys who maybe uh, he's been a, a starter at multiple positions. So a guy that even though he wasn't necessarily a quote-unquote headliner coming out of 2019, a guy that I think people are pretty confident in having an elevator role, but what do you think of the two safety transfers of the Bobcats? Yeah, I mean, I like them, man. They're really good. Uh, Jeffrey Manning is a, is a dog. I mean, he gets after it. He's the, the most sure tackler on that defense I've seen thus far. Uh, really, really good player. He is everything you kind of want. He's a great replacement when you're talking about Braden Conkle and Jacques Allen. I mean, he fits that mold. Uh, he's a mix of those two guys. He's a little bit big, uh, a little bit bigger than Jacque, not quite as tall, a little bit bigger, um, but runs a little bit better than Conkle. He's a great player. Then Trey Webb is, man, talk about throwback Jeff Choate, uh, Jeff Choate's favorite football attribute, attribute, long levers. I mean, this guy has the longest levers I've seen in a long time. Arms down to his knees, looks like an NFL safety, uh, thin lower body, but runs really physical at the point of attack. And you can tell he's hungry. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Uh, you and I are both trying to dig on that as to why. Why does this guy leave San Jose State as an all-Mountain West safety and come to Montana State? What is that? What's the reasoning and what's the chip? Because it definitely is apparent. Montana Football Hour, SkylineSportsMT.com. Your presenting sponsor. Go check out SkylineSportsMT.com. Brooks Nuanas joining us here talking some Bobcat football. Coming up, Zach Cruz, future University of Montana defensive end, will join us as well. So stay tuned for that. Matt McKay Brooks, the quarterback transfer from North Carolina State. I've only seen him live and in person twice. I did get a chance to interview him. I think that if he's good, that's great for Montana State. If he's great, that could be I mean next level for Montana State. Your impressions of Matt McKay? He's a very interesting player. Uh, looks the part. It's such a big quarterback for him. You know, over, over Missoula, you talk about like a guy like Chris Brown. That's all of you know, six four, six five. With a helmet and cleats on, you look just massive out there. Well, this whole room of Tucker Robin, Casey Bauman, and and Matt McKay—that's just all six five plus. Casey Bauman six seven. I mean, big dudes. 
when Matt McKay has the ability to run the football a little bit, and you can tell. You know, you can tell when he's walking. You can tell when he's running. You can tell when he's in the pocket. You can tell by his arm angle. You, can, you just can see that he has the DNA to be able to do a little bit more than just stay in the pocket, which I think has been successful for the Cats. We talk about Dakota Prukop and Troy Anderson. Denarius McGee was able to run the football. It's an element that Montana State has had success with that they've wanted to get back to. Did not really play out like that in the recruiting trail. Bringing in a lot more tall, traditional quarterbacks. Matt McKay, I think he has a really high upside. I think his floor is actually pretty high, too. So that's what Montana State's been looking for. Took a row bigs of the world. Casey Bobbins got one start last year or two years ago against Texas Tech. But both those players have relatively stable floors, but almost kind of low floors and not that high of ceilings. When they are at their best, they are good players but not great players. I think Matt McKay has that ability to be great. This one, I want you to just tell the story that you told me out of practice the other day because I think that this guy, he is uh, he's different than most players, even guys in the same mold as him, whether it's Dan Moore and Joey Counts, former Grizzlies, or like guys like Trey Robinson or Chad Newell from Montana State most recently. It's Jahari Martin. I think that he has... He hasn't proven it yet because he's only a redshirt freshman, but I think he has more aggressiveness combined with physical strength for a guy his age than maybe any guy I've ever seen play in the running back position. He's 5'11", 232. That's solid muscle, I promise you. He's a state powerlifting champion from the state of Florida, a really unique and original kid. But tell the story from Jahari Martin at practice the other day. I mean, gosh, yeah, when you talk about guys like Dan Moore, Joey Counts, um, those guys are better in the weight room than they are on the field. That's hard to say about someone like both those guys, especially Dan Moore, who is very productive and had spent time in the NFL. I mean, Dan Moore is a, a tremendous football player, but he's an all-world Olympic-style lifter, one of the greatest lifters in Montana Grizz history. We talk about Jahari Martin a little bit differently. He is an amazing lifter, but I think he's a better football player. It's a little bit of a different intangible when it comes to him on the field. Last week at practice, they started to go, you know, side-by-side, side, offense versus defense, slap hands, run five yards, put your hand on the, in, on the, on the line and run back at each other and make a tackle. So a little bit like a, like a bull in the ring, an M drill. Uh, it's going to be a full tackle to the ground, offense versus defense, linebackers versus running backs, DBs versus receivers, et cetera, et cetera. Jahari Martin got three reps in a row uh, against Callahan O'Reilly, Montana State's starting inside linebacker. Troy Anderson, Montana State starting inside linebacker, and Blake and Nolan Askelson, a guy who's played in all 15 games um, as a as a redshirt freshman two years ago uh, out of Billings. You know, all three solid, experienced players, and Jahari Martin put the truck stick on all three of them. I mean, no one ended up on the ground because he was kept his feet churning. The point of contact, the violence was amazing, and you know, we talk about Callahan O'Reilly, a former quarterback. Given Washington, he can bring the hat. He's a he's a tremendous player. He led the Cats in tackles last year, and then everyone knows the Troy Anderson story. I mean, we're talking about Paul Bunyan and Jahari Martin can bring the hat offensively. It's darn impressive. I mean, taking the air out of the stadium with the contact that he brings. Really impressed with his maturity as he starts to continue to grow on offense. They've moved around, linebacker, running back, kind of uncertain where he was going to play, uncertain coming from Florida about his fit in Montana. He's kept his head down and kept learning and grinding, and I'm pretty darn impressed with kind of his evolution still as a young guy. Montana Football Hour, Brooks Nuana is joining us here on Nuana's Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. All right, Brooks, I want to ask you just about three more guys, because there's a whole bunch of guys that we're definitely going to get to in the coming days and weeks, but three that I'm really interested in and that I can't wait to see. By the way, public service announcement, I'll be broadcasting my show from the Montana State campus on Thursday, so I'll have some reactions of my own as well. But Daniel Hardy is a guy that came to Montana State as a super raw and skinny athlete who was thinking about playing some bucket, and then he got moved to Sam Linebacker. He was Troy Anderson's backup. Then he was a starter down the stretch about the last half a dozen games of 2019, really started to take form as a good player. Then the coaching change, and he gets moved to defensive end. He has to put his hand in the dirt. But he's up to about 230, 235 pounds. He's absolutely one of the most agile and explosive athletes, not only at Montana State, but in the league. But can he play the end? Did you get any chance to watch Daniel Hardy? I did, yeah. So he, he'll have to play a hybrid style. So it's all about how they're going to play the defensive tackles, which has been variable. So for me, 
in that four three in that in that even man front, you have two tackles. Does one shade on the center? Do you have more of a three tech, almost like in that style? It would have to be called five tech, but someone who's almost playing nose, and then you have a so that would be a strong tackle, and then you have kind of a weak tackle. So in theory, the three strong side linemen are a little bit more get, are, are a little bit more shaded to one side of the offensive line. I think that's kind of kind of how it's going to play out for Montana State. I think they will play a lot of even balance front, but a little bit of a shade on that defensive tackle. And you put Daniel Hardy on that wide side with a little bit more space. So you have a guard who has to kind of come down on that tackle who's shaded. Then you have Daniel Hardy get a little bit more one-on-one action. In that situation, I love him with his hand in, his, in the dirt. He can spread out, and, man, he's explosive. So I do think he can play defensive end. I don't know if it's a four-down, three-down situation, um, especially with some of the depth they have there. I love him on passing downs. He can get it. He can get it, the work done on early downs as well. So I do like Daniel Hardy at that position. I think they'll, they'll move him around a little bit more than that too. One other guy that's going to be played on that end, who I think just physically looks so good, and he got a ton of reps during the spring because there were so many injuries on Montana State's defensive front. That's Sebastian Valdez. Sebastian Valdez is a freshman out of Monte Vista, California, uh, in the San Diego area. Same high school that produced Blake Schmidt, who also should get some reps on the interior of Montana State's defensive front. But I saw Valdez just walking around in street clothes, Brooks, and I texted you right away because, I mean, he's long, lean, but also has a lot of mass for a young guy. I just thought he looked incredibly good. Uh, Did you get a chance to see number 95 doing any work out there? Yeah, he's impressive, man. One of the more impressive young bodies I've seen in a long time. I mean, he's big. He's jacked. He looks the part. Uh, very, very FBS looking, you know, very high-level Division One look to him. Um, it's hard because Montana State's closed a lot of practice. So, you know, you get to see a chunk of it. You get to see individual drills. He definitely gets after it. He's towards the front of a lot of lines. Um, with, you know, some senior leadership, some upperclassmen there. He's kind of in that mix. But I like his potential. He's got a long way to go just because that's such a tough position as a young guy. We've seen some amazing players go through. You remember Tyrone Fine? No, no, uh, at Montana State. Amazing, young, impressive defensive lineman. A guy who's 6'4", 275 as a freshman. Uh, still struggled as far as a guy who played a lot of downs, a guy who was productive. You could see the strength difference between someone who's brand new, fresh into a program, compared to someone who's been three or four years, especially in these upper echelons of the Big Side Conference, let alone the FCS. You start to see a little bit of strength disparity, a little bit of experience come, come into factor. So I love what Sebastian Valdez brings to the table. There's still a lot to develop for someone in that position, especially on this, on this experienced defensive front. Last guy I want to ask you about. Uh, we always talk about the eye test and, and when guys just look different and move different and all that sort of stuff. I know this guy is light years away from being able to contribute at the Division One level just because of a lack of experience, combined with the fact that he struggled with injuries early in his career. He got hurt uh, during one of the summer All-Star games, uh, and then he was sort of delayed in his development. He comes from Sunburst, Montana. He played six-man football in high school, so this guy's only been playing 11-on-11 for two years. But when you look at him, you go, well, damn, that guy, that's what they look like. And it's Trayton Pickering. I know that the older tight ends at Montana State, Ryan Davis, R.J. Fitzgerald, Derek Snell, they have all talked glowingly about what sort of freak athlete Pickering is. He's 6'4", 240 is what he's listed at. But he's just got the body structure of a guy that his rapid development from the time he got on campus till now was just so striking. And uh, so I don't know if you got a chance to see him or not. I don't really know what his practice availability is right now, but he, I just think he's another guy worth highlighting because he has, seems like, so many raw tools. Yeah, I mean, he looks like an NFL tight end. I played with a bunch of – I played with three different guys that played in the NFL um, at that position and, or at least got a sniff. And I mean, it, he looks the part more than anyone I've really seen in a long time. I mean, his lower body development is just off the charts. His muscle structure is just insane. His ability to jump and go get the football, uh, just across the board, a really impressive athlete. I mean, there's several guys like that on this team um, that aren't even like on – they're barely on the two deep, and you see them and you're like, wow. You know that, the, that, a, that a team and a school has depth and experience and has recruited well when you see guys like that who are, spare, are battling to even get on the depth chart. 
Montana Football Hour presented by Skyline Sports, SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season, go check out Skyline Sports for all the best coverage in the Big Sky Conference, particularly when it comes to the Bobcats, the Grizzlies, and everything in between. The Montana Football Hour, the first hour of every Monday show. Brooks Duana is kind enough to join us here on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And uh, just a couple more things, Brooks. First of all, uh, I we're recording this a little earlier before on a Monday because you have some obligations this afternoon. Uh, so I appreciate you doing it. Uh, but I'm heading down to Grizz practice as I record this. So I'll be heading down there here in just a minute. I know that I've been texting you and we've been chatting on the phone sort of off the record style about the Grizz. But uh, is there any particular question or players that you're interested in when it comes to Montana? Absolutely. Yeah, I am very interested to see kind of how that defensive front uh, develops and who who is going to be the pass rushers behind some of the names we already know. What does the depth look like there on the edge uh, getting after the quarterback? Yeah, that's that's a question for me, too. I just want to know, do they change the scheme much with the fact that they have great corners now that really can play man? Will that mean less blitzing, or will that mean more blitzing and more effective blitzing? I'm not sure. I do think Patrick O'Connell is likely to be their, their primary edge guy, even though he's sort of a hybrid outside linebacker. But I think Jacob McGoring is a guy that if he made, made another strike, could be really good. Justin Belknap is one of the most intense players I've seen in quite some time. Uh, he has become a natural leader as a graduate transfer uh, for Montana out of the University of Arizona. So I do think that uh, it's going to be more by committee, um, but I do think they're going to be able to overwhelm people with just the amount of players that they play uh, on the front seven. Brooks, I know that we're running out of time here, so we'll get you out of here on this. You were mentioning this sort of a, a full circle comment you wanted to make just about uh, the way that football used to be played, the old school football. I know you had a tweet you wanted to share with us. So uh, take us through it. What do you think? Well, I was, I was just so darn interested to watch uh, watch these practices and how they've evolved. We talked about you know players and coaches and, and programs in general being smarter about player health and safety. You see that you see players with the the headgear on, the, the padded that pads the helmet, so you you take less blows. You see all these changes in football. And I saw a, a tweet. I follow. Uh, old coach Rob Oviat, who coached all through the SEC, uh, was a, a strength coach at, at Montana, LSU, Washington State, Oregon State, Kentucky. He was a US, uh, USA strength conditioning Hall of Famer, uh, you know, from the Deep South, has been around football for a long time. He was my strength coach at Montana for two different full seasons. And he tweeted today, I remember when day 10 in a football fall camp that practiced 19 and 20 in full pads. And my generation of strength coaches found a way to lift the players right through it. And I thought it was so interesting of how are coaches nowadays able to develop the toughness and the comp- competition within about a two-and-a-half-hour practice once a day. Of course, you're in the film room. You're, building, you're doing team bonding, which is a different experience now. You're inviting guys into the family, into the fold a lot earlier and trying to have a comfort level. You're focusing on school, all these different things. But as I watch these practices, because the – the game day product is still lights out. It's awesome. So I was really interested to try to figure out how have they duplicated that. We talk about the generations changing. We don't want to call any generation soft because they all are just evolving. So this new generation, how is it done, and, and will it continue, and what does that next generation look like? It's all been fascinating for me to think about, especially going from someone who did two-a-days and three-a-days my entire life. Amazing to watch it all change and evolve. And we are happy to be on the ground floor to cover it all for you. It's the Montana Football Hour presented by SkylineSportsMT.com. Brooks Nuana is joining us here on the Montana Football Hour. Thanks so much for being with us, man. Can't wait for more football. We'll uh, be together in Bozeman on Thursday. But in the meantime, have yourself a great week. And thanks so much for being with us here on ESPN Missoula. Absolutely. Thanks. Montana Football Hour continues. Big commit for the Grizzlies. A hint. He's from in town. Missoula Sentinel product. Zach Cruz joins us right here on Nuanas Now, next. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Zach Cruz is staying home to play for the Grizzlies. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Cruz, one of the top athletes and football prospects in the state of Montana, gave his verbal commitment to Montana over the weekend. The Missoula Sentinel star will be a senior for the defending Class AA state champion Spartans this upcoming season. Cruz was a first-team All-State selection as a tight end and a defensive end as a junior. He also placed third at the 205-pound weight class in the Class AA state wrestling meet, his first year participating in the sport at the varsity level. And in track, the six foot four hundred ninety-five pound took home state titles in the 110 hurdles and the javelin while placing second in the high jump and running a leg on the bronze medal winning sprint relay team as Sentinel captured the team title. Cruz chose Montana over an identical full ride from Montana State along with interest from schools across the West like Boise State and Sac State. Cruz is the seventh known verbal commitment to Montana for the class of 2020, including the fifth from the Treasure State. He joins Helena High quarterback Caden Hewitt, Helena High running back Marcus Evans, Hamilton quarterback defensive back Tyson Rostad, and Kalispell kicker and punter Patrick Rohrbach. UM also has commitments from Sam Alford, a wide receiver from Park City, Utah, and Eli Gilman, a running back from Minnesota. And finally, the Missoula Paddleheads hit a Pioneer League record nine home runs on Saturday night in a 23-6 win over the Great Falls Voyagers. Nick Gatewood and Cameron Thompson each hit three home runs, and Zach Ullman hit a grand slam for Missoula. How's this going? Yes, she comes. Real good, Coulter. Real yeah? good. You've been texting with Alan? Perhaps. <laughs> Producer Tommy is making his best efforts to get Alan Jackson on the radio show. You could tell him we're sponsored by Northwest Motorsport, largest truck dealer in the Pacific Northwest. That'd be good. Welcome back. Ian Nuanas now broadcasting to you through the Northwest Motorsport studio. I'm Coulter Nuanas. You're listening in on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Or maybe you're watching on television, SWX Montana TV. Tommy, as always, trying to get us the biggest and best stars from around the entire United States of America, including the one and only Alan Jackson. It's the Montana Football Hour. We do this the first hour of every Monday show here on Nuanez Now, breaking out all things Grizzlies, Bobcats, and everything in between. Some crossover here. Fall camp for uh, high school football opened up on, I guess, Thursday. They had a midnight practice for the Hellgate Knights. Friday, Sentinel got opened up. Big Sky's rolling now, too. So football all across the state of Montana at the prep level uh, is back in action. And uh, over the weekend, big news out of Missoula Sentinel, not just the defense of their first-class AA state championship in uh, two d- generations, but the commitment of Zach Cruz, one of the best players in the state of Montana, a senior. He's going to play quarterback and defensive end this year for the Spartans. He was an all-state tight end and defensive end last year for the Spartans. I think he's one of the best prospects in the state of Montana. I love his toughness. I love his grit. And I love his competitive spirit. Caught up with Zach Cruz about committing to the University of Montana earlier today. Well, happy now to be joined by a guy that's become a good friend of this show. And I love when the high school kids are still uh, available to do interviews and, and join us from time to time. It's Zach Cruz. He's joined us here. I guess this will be about his fourth appearance since the spring here on Nuanas. Now it's part of our Montana football hour. Presented in part by SkylineSportsMT.com. Zach, big news over the weekend. He committed to Montana before fall camp gets started for the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. First of all, congratulations, and how are you? Thank you. I am wonderful. Just starting two-a-days, getting back into football season. It's a great time of the year. So tell us about the timing of this, because I know you've been getting recruited by Montana really hard, Montana State really hard. You had a great summer where you went to camps uh, across the West and got a lot of interest there as well. Uh, but is it a coincidence that you committed right before fall camp started? If not, is that sort of uh, the plan to kind of get it out of the way before your senior year? Um, I always kind of said I wanted to get it out of the way before season started. That way I could focus on the Spartans and not have to worry about all that outside noise type of deal. So. I was happy that I got it out of the way and made my commitment before we got too deep into the season. 
It is an awesome moment to be sure. What all went into your decision, though? Because you're a hometown guy, probably thought about and dreamed of playing for the Grizz for a long time, but you did have some other offers and some other interests, and I know you saw a lot of campuses across the country this summer as well. So what made Montana stand out? What, what, what made that your final decision? Um, I talked to some ex-Grizz players, you know, and they all just said the culture around Grizz football, the Missoula community. I mean, I've been around it growing up here, and I knew it, but just the way they described how they back up those football players and just Coach Halkin bringing back that winning program, I think it's going to be they're going to have a great season coming up here, and I just think that uh, I wanted to be a part of that, uh, that culture. You're such a diverse athlete. I know you could probably play a lot of positions at the collegiate level. Is there any particular way that Montana's leaning for you, a position that they might want you to play? Uh, yeah, so uh, right now I'll be working with Coach uh, Sachs on a D-line, mainly at the end. That's where they have recruited me from day one. So I'm excited to work with Coach Sachs. He's a great guy. I can't wait to work under him. Zach Cruz joining us, Missoula Sentinel senior to be, and I guess now in the middle of his senior year because fall camp has opened for the Sentinel Spartans as they try to defend their Class AA championship from a season ago. Zach recently committed to the University of Montana football team over the weekend, and uh, that is the big news around Grizz football as Montana, they also start their second week of fall camp this week as well. Zach, you mentioned uh, Coach Sachs, and he's such an energetic guy, a guy that brings a lot of uh, fun, but also a really good coach along the defensive front as well. So what has you excited about playing for him you know he's a great guy he got a lot of knowledge on the d-line uh he brings the energy every time i've talked to him even on the phone you can literally feel the energy going through the phone and i just think that that as a player that's awesome when your coach is that fired up about seeing you every day at practice it makes going to practice a lot easier and working under him training with him is going to be a whole lot of fun i think I know Tim Rosebach, a guy who actually went to high school in Missoula once upon a time, does a lot of recruiting in this area, too. And I know you're probably not going to play quarterback at the collegiate level, but did Coach Rosie have a little bit of a hand in your recruitment as well? He did. He had a big part, actually. He was one of the first guys to reach out to me in the recruiting process, and then I stayed in close contact with him throughout the, the off season. And um, he's a good guy. He cares about his players. He cares about uh, the kids on the team, and I, I – makes me feel welcomed. It's always funny because Rosie doesn't get a lot of credit in the recruiting game, but he's doing a good job in the recruiting game. So don't worry, Coach. We got you. We've been paying attention. Nuana's now 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as SWX Montana Television around the great state of Montana. It's the Montana Football Hour presented by SkylineSportsMT.com. Go check out SkylineSportsMT.com for all your latest in Grizz, Bobcat, and all Big Sky Conference football and other sport coverage as well. Zach Cruz joining us here on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Recent commitment to the University of Montana football team and a senior at Missoula Sentinel. And, Zach, speaking of quarterbacks, you're now playing quarterback for Sentinel. It was fun watching you work out at Marty Morningweg's camp over the summer. But what is, how's the transition been going? Because I know last year you were catching touchdown passes. This year trying to throw touchdown passes. So uh, what's the transition been like? Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was a little rocky in the beginning. You know, I had to knock some of the rust off from the prior years, not being, not being at that quarterback position, but, you know, going into our third day at fall camp, I think we're, I think I feel more comfortable. Uh, Coach O has been putting me in situations where I, I know I can make plays. I know our, my other dudes can make plays and um, up front, we're doing a really good job. It's making my life a lot easier, not being rushed and throws and our wide receivers are making plays on balls, which makes my life 10 times easier. Missoula Sentinel does lose some talent from a year ago, but that's just the way high school sports go. You're always going to have to replace graduating seniors, but you guys had some great ones last year, including a handful of guys that are playing now at the University of Montana. It's been fun watching guys like Jace Klutzwitch and Soren Sivrud uh, get in the mix and start playing college football. Uh, but because there, there are those sort of questions of how do you replace those guys, give us a preview of Missoula Sentinel. I mean, what do you think is going to be the strengths of this team, and what do you think is going to make you guys a contender again? Um, honestly, I think we got to play within ourselves. We can't be doing extra stuff. We got to do our one eleventh on the team. Um, we have dudes that have their own special uh, talents, just like last year. But um, I think that we'll be just fine. 
How do you think that the Sentinel program has prepared you and some of your old, former teammates and even current teammates now uh, to make the transition to the college level? I know you're not there to college yet, but it seems like Dane Oliver and the staff are doing a pretty darn good job of getting guys ready if they do have dreams of going on to the Division One level. Yeah, uh, we have a great strength and condition coach since Coach Spring. He does a wonderful job getting making sure that we're physically ready to play. And then all of our coaches are very smart, very knowledgeable guys. And they make sure that uh, mentally we were able to uh, make that leap if we want to. And I think you can uh, go attest with that with go talk with Gino or Jace or Soren, and uh, they'll tell you the exact same thing. Zach Cruz joining us, Missoula Sentinel senior, recent University of Montana football commit, part of the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanez Now. What are your goals now between now and the start of the season? What are some of the pieces of progress you want to make both for yourself and as a team? Um, as a team, we just got to clean up a few things. You know, execution is always a big thing going on that first week. Game one, um, special teams is always can be a huge part. Could be a killer. Could be a, a lift. So I think we, if we can clean up some of those things, just lock down our entire game, uh, I think we'll – be able to put up a really good fight against that uh, Billings West team because they got a lot of a lot of good dudes on their team. You're now one of seven verbal commitments to the University of Montana. I believe five from in-state. I know you competed alongside Caden Hewitt from Helena High at Marty Morningwig's quarterback camp, but there's a couple other guys from around the state uh, of Montana that have also already committed. What do you think of that dynamic? Because a lot of times when uh, one or two of the, the top recruits in the state commit, it seems to really help out the entire recruiting class. So what do you think of some of the guys from around the state that are joining you as future Grizzlies? And uh, are you guys now going to sort of be recruiters yourselves? When you see other studs out there, are you going to say, hey, come join us in, in Missoula? Oh, yeah. Uh, I know when Caden committed here, uh, I congratulated himself, and he turned right on to me about uh, going to the Grizz. He's like, "You better get your uh, or excuse me, your butt <laughs> butt to the Grizz." You know, trying to recruit me, and then same with uh, Evans. He was doing the exact same thing, and uh, you know, I I think I had to do my part. You know, got to help out the recruiting class of 2022, get some more guys to come over here to Missoula, Montana. Well, Zach, it's always fun having you on the show. I'm sure it will be a common occurrence this fall. But in the meantime, congratulations on your commitment. I guess one last question for you then. Because I never really even asked you about the actual just personal feelings about it. I mean, when you did make the call and you call up Coach Halk or or whatever coach maybe you, you did first verbally commit to, that's a moment that a lot of guys work for and dream of all the way in uh, until that moment in their young lives. So what was that moment like for you? Uh, you know, I was just ecstatic. I couldn't stop smiling the rest of the day. I was uh, beyond excited to finally announce that to uh, coaches, and they were the exact same. And when I got on the phone with Coach Rosenbaugh, uh, hearing his excitement in his voice when I told him also just it reassured me that I was making the right decision. Well, Zach, congratulations. We're very proud of you. We always love having you on the show. Best of luck with these next couple weeks. We'll be very excited to watch that opener uh, against Billings West to start the season. But in the meantime, thanks so much for coming on with us. And best of luck with your second practice of the day this afternoon. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Getting to know Zach Cruz. He's been really gracious with his time all last season and all this summer as well. And congratulations to him, his family. Uh, for his commitment to the University of Montana. It's the Montana Football Hour. Talking some recruiting today, but we're going to talk a little bit more about Grizz, Bobcats, and everything in between. And also, voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran. He's on his way down from practice, so he'll join us here at the top of the hour about 10 minutes from now as well. So keep it right here at 1029 ESPN Missoula. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio Missoula.
They didn't know any better. You'd think Rajim Seabrook was in the house. Right now, though, he's down at uh, setting football practice, I believe. Two days rolling for the Spartans. You just heard from Zach Cruz from Missoula Sentinel, but uh, and the beat goes on. One of Rajim's favorites. He'll be back in the saddle, at least I believe, on Friday, uh, tentatively at least. A couple minutes left in the Montana Football Hour, and uh, we're just going to keep rolling. This is like basically the Montana Football Hour times two here today on Nuanas. Now, welcome back in. It is Nuanas now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Thanks to Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com for joining us. Break down the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. He was able to hit up a couple Bobcat practices, so he's our uh, lone eyewitness at this point in terms of our correspondence team. But I'll be heading to Bozeman Wednesday night, so I'll have a up close and personal look at the Bobcats on Thursday as well. So and special, some special guests joining us too. So that'll be fun. And also, if you missed the news of the weekend, fall camps across high school football started up. But right before fall camp started, Zach Cruz decided to get his college decision out of the way. He committed to the Montana Grizzlies, and uh, in my opinion. It's a big get. Riley Corcoran going to be here at the top of the hour, but if you're watching on TV, SWX Montana TV, he's already here. So we only have a couple minutes to wrap up hour number one here, Riley. We're going to talk all things Grizz football in hour number two, but Riley, he is the voice of the Grizz. He keeps tabs on this sort of thing. Your reaction to Zach Cruz, because I think that he's a guy that um, could have maybe gone a little bit, uh, a bit he could have gone to the Mountain West if he would have elongated his recruiting, but he's a, he's a big, long Strong athlete, and I think he fits the mold that Montana really wants. I agree with you. I think that he's a guy, I, and there's a lot of great athletes in the state of Montana, right? And you guys get a good look at them, seeing them throughout the, the year and who's on the boards. So, but Zach was targeted. I mean, he, he is sure. a guy that is towards the top of the list, a, a big-time get. And I was listening to you and Brooks talk about the in-state recruiting battle. And yep. I know what shirt I'm wearing, but if you just look kind of what has happened the last couple of years, the tide has shifted, I think, and getting another big get like Zach Cruz, who, again, just he seems to have it all put together, right? Sure. I mean, just a great head on his shoulders, comes from a great family, lives football, and you've just seen the development. And I think the sky's the limit for him. You see the the measurements right we, we yep. see all the time recruiting is mostly about potential yep. he has a lot of potential i think a big time get there's there's a lot of reason for excitement uh, for the grizz for getting him the two best things i could say about zach cruz have nothing to do with how tall he is or his long levers or anything like that number one i love track because in track and field your best is needed at the right time always you cannot win a championship unless you perform at a high level, and most of the time at your best level. You can win a football game or a basketball game without playing your best. you got to run your best race or throw your best throw to win a state championship or a gold medal or whoever it might be in track. Well, Zach Cruz competed in multiple events that he had hardly even done throughout the year and still went out and scored more than 30 points at the Class AA state track meet, which helped lift Sentinel to the team title. He PR'd by almost a second in the 110 hurdles, by the way, if you think that sounds anomalous, it is. A guy that's going to play defensive end in high, in college is a state champion hurdler. Amazing. He also PR'd in the javelin to win an event he was favored in. But then he also went out and screwed around and got himself a silver medal in the high jump without ever really even doing it. He's a competitor. The other story I'll tell you is that at Marty Morningwig's quarterback camp this summer, they end the deal with a, sort of just a fun little competition. They start out from like 25 yards out, and you're trying to throw the ball into the bucket in the corner of the end zone. And usually they have to move closer and move closer before anybody can actually just hit the bucket. Well, Cruz just, boom, switch, nothing but net, very first throw. They back him up to 50, boom, hits another one. And he's, again, he, and he's, I love him because he was, he was talking a little smack to Caden Hewitt, who's now his future teammate. And you heard him mention there that he, he has already uh, talked with. But he said, hey, buddy, I might be playing quarterback for Sentinel, but you're the D1 quarterback. How are you letting the DN beat you? So I love the, the edge that he plays with. And, uh, He's just been really cool to get to know because I just I think he's a very engaging kid. And he, I mean, sometimes it's intimidating to do interviews and stuff like that when you're still just a kid. I called Zach when he committed, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll come on the show Monday whenever. He's like, I got fall camp, but it's cool. He's like, we'll just call me in between practices. I was like, love it. So I, I, just, I think the Montanas should be very happy to have him because I think he has not just the athleticism, the physical skills, but the intangibles as well. I, I think you're used to getting ghosted on the phone, right? Whether it's from, I mean, just a phone call or not. So you know that feeling. Well. That, that's exactly right. Riley Corcoran, <laughs> Voice of the Grizz here in studio with me, hour one in the books, hour two. 
We're going to go through the Grizz roster. It's not our Grizz by the numbers like we do at Skyline Sports because we're not going to sit here and bore you for hours and hours and hours. But just a quick look at what we've seen. And uh, I think that the roster this time of year is always a fun one. That's why I love cruising around with practice with Riley, some of our other colleagues. And who's number 46? Who's number 87? Finding out all the new guys. We, it's been a long time since we've seen them. So uh, we'll have feedback on all the Grizz stuff. Some Bobcat question marks as well. And Dan Hawkins from UC Davis will also join us. Keep it right here on ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications connect to more. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.